Hi Church, uh, I love kicking off our new teaching series last week, Fuel, the pioneer story beginning in Acts. We looked at faith as fuel, but, but also as how, at how God fuels our faith. God has power and courage to give us in our walk with him. And each week we'll be looking at an aspect of what God gives us fuel to be. As I said last week, this is my prayer for us through this series and over the summer, that God would fuel our faith in a fresh way during this time. And uh, as we delve into the book of Acts, you know, you may feel poured out, but Jesus wants to come and fill you up. So today we're going to look at the healing of the man uh, at the beautiful gate in, in Acts chapter 3. In fact, I'm just going to kick straight off and uh, read uh, that account here. So starting at verse 1. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John, then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, they recognised him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Wow. <laughs> well, thanks, Jesus, for this healing. Uh, and do you know, this might be a little bit risky, uh, as I'm not actually uh, speaking today directly about physical healing, but... But you know, God wants to heal. Now we live at a time when, when sometimes we see that, sometimes we don't. We, we live in a tension of, of grief and suffering still. The, we know that the world isn't right yet, but we believe that Jesus began and accomplished the, the kind of putting right of the brokenness. Uh, and one way we see that is, is break, the breakthrough uh, of like healing. Uh, anyway, if you have... If you have any pain or illness now, can I just invite you, if you feel comfortable with this, if, if not, you don't have to at all, but can I invite you to uh, just put a hand wherever you're hurting, your own hand, just uh, wherever you might have pain or illness. And uh, this might feel a bit weird, it's a bit weird for me, I've never done this before through, <laughs> through a screen <laughs> or on video, but um, let's just trust God uh, in this moment. I feel like the Holy Spirit is just prompting this. So let's just pray together. Hi Lord, uh, well, yet we pray now that you would just come by the power of your Holy Spirit wherever anybody now is in pain. I ask that you would move to heal them. In Jesus' name, just like Peter and John, we say pain be gone in Jesus' name. 
We ask for your healing touch among us, Lord. Even now, even now, we pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus, uh, that you are alive today. And would you draw us closer to you, uh, I pray. Amen. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to return to my notes now, um, and uh, let's just yeah, let's just dive let's dive into this text um, here. So, verse one: One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. You know, it had been quite a journey for John and Peter and to get to that walk to 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 the temple that day three years earlier. Uh, they had been somewhere completely different. They had been fishing in Galilee when Jesus had walked by. This man, who they had never met before, then invited them to follow him. And they did. I bet there were moments they had to double-check that choice along the way. But each step, they had continued to choose him over other things. Well, it's, it's fair to say their life had never been the same since. They had witnessed miracles. They had walked for miles. They'd met new people and, and they'd got to know Jesus. They knew him at his happiest, at his funniest, you know, even at his most kind of serious. They, had met, they knew him in his like, anger. They had experienced then the, the trauma of Jesus' arrest, the violence of his lashing, his blood spill, his head sarcastically crowned his death. But then... Resurrection. Uh, he's alive. Uh, they witnessed his coming back to life. They witnessed his then ascension uh, into heaven uh, to be seated at the right hand of God. And then they had gathered and waited in an upper room, locked down until what felt like fire came from heaven and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, Peter then preached the best sermon of his life and over 3,000 people came, became disciples that day and now they were trying to work out the shape of life and the needs of this whole new community, a movement who were seeing amazing things together in Jerusalem and they were walking together to pray at the temple on this day. Now I wonder what they were talking about on the way. I wonder if they could even get their heads around like this crazy journey. Okay, and then we read in verse 2. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. You know, let's think about the journey of this man. About 40 years before, before this moment, a boy was born to a Jewish family, probably somewhere in and around Jerusalem. There'd been some complication or, or an accident when he was in the womb and he was born unable to use his legs. He grew up watching his peers walk and run when he himself couldn't. Yeah, more than that, in, in his culture, uh, as each boy was allowed at the age of 11 to, to enter the temple for their coming of age ritual, as each had begun to learn from the sacred texts, he was never allowed. Yeah, even in those sacred texts themselves, it was said that, that no one who had a blemish could draw near. No man, blind or lame. Yeah, he was made to feel, by his culture, almost like an animal, unworthy of God. 
But then came this day. Then came this day. But he was excluded, excluded from his community. And in order to eat each day, he had to beg for money. You know, the, the best place to do this was the temple. That's why he went there. He, he had to go the closest uh, he could to the place that he was never allowed to go into, even though others were allowed to go in, in there to, to offer their sacrifices to God. And then came this day. You know, so, like, so that morning, like, like every morning, uh, in his home, he was picked up by his friends, who, who were probably demanding a cut of the money uh, for carrying him, and he was taken to his regular spot by the beautiful gate. Now, have you ever felt excluded? You know, at the gateway of a group or a place, but, but not invited in? I wonder if you have a disability. Or, or something in your life that, that others don't understand or, or constantly misunderstand. You know, maybe for some of us, you know, and, and me included, it's really helpful and important that we ask ourselves the question, you know, who do I exclude from my life? Who do I walk past? Who have I cut out, ignored, misunderstood? You know, there are two very different paths that are just about to cross in this text. You know, something is incredible. Uh, something incredible is about, is about to happen on this day. And so we read, the man sees Peter and John and he asks them for money. Now he wasn't asking for, for healing on the surface. He just wanted what the money could give him, but, but he was about to get a whole lot more. You know, Peter and John see him, literally. They, they directed their gaze at him. Interestingly, the man must have looked away because then we read in, in verse 4 that Peter says, uh, look at me. He, he draws his attention back. How powerful it is to look properly at somebody, to have eye contact, you know, being attentive to a person. And as Peter cut right past the money issue, now which interestingly, if when we go further back in, in Luke 10, Jesus specifically tells disciples as they go out two by two not to take any money with them you know, on these mission walks. So it's quite possible that, that that's why they didn't have any money with them. You know, Peter cuts through that and tells him, get up and walk. Peter then reaches out to hold his hands and then the man is healed. Wow. The disciples look, see, reach out, touch, and they witness God at work. And the first miracle in the book of Acts this is, and the first miracle since Jesus had, had commissioned his disciples at his ascension that we read about. And this is important. So here's my one point for today. God gives us fuel for encounter. Now, encounter with healing, yes, but encounter with God's purposes of, of transformation and for the renewal of all things. Now, as Isaiah 35, 6 says, of this day, when, when his power, when the fuel of God's kingdom begins to break in, that then the lame one shall leap like a deer. You know, in verse 8 of our Acts passage, we read the very same word, translated for us as, as jumping, but meaning leaping. This man was now freed by the freedom of Christ, free to enter into God's presence, walking and jumping and leaping in a place he had never been let into before. 
wonder what the new place is God has got for you to enter into in this season. Now, before we go any further, I just want to look at the place where this all happened, the beautiful gate. I'd love to tell you specifically where this gate was, which place you could access the temple through it, but, but there is absolutely no consensus among scholars as to its location. Now, it, it's almost like Luke, when he wrote Acts, made up this name. And it ma- makes me think that if, if he made it up, he must have some like treasure uh, for us to find uh, in that. So, so let's dig a little uh, at this moment for it. So the word beautiful uh, in the original language was, was the word horaios, and it means belonging to the right hour or season or timely flourishing or, or blooming. You know, it's a good East End word, the blooming gate. It means beautiful, but, but, but maybe actually it means more than that. You know, in, in scriptures, Isaiah 52 says, Uh, And Paul actually uses it later in Romans. How beautiful are the feet who bring good news. The word gate or or door is is often used to describe an entry point for the proclamation of the good news. Now what if Luke is saying that the beautiful gate means the place of, of timely encounter. The place and moment when the beautiful news of Jesus breaks in. You know, I've heard it said before by Christians that there, there are no coincidences with God, only God incidences. Yeah, I agree with that. How, how true that is. God has a plan. And this is the place where two paths meet, where Peter and John, carriers of the good news of Jesus Christ, fueled by the Holy Spirit, look at, see and declare healing breakthrough in Jesus' name to this unnamed man. The beautiful gate becomes the place of God incidents. And as we read through Acts, we will see that these beautiful gates, uh, like these encounters for for which we are still fueled today, can happen anywhere, anytime. They involve faith, they involve courage, and they often involve crossing a, a barrier or a line to bring outsiders inside. To invite in those who haven't encountered God into an experience of him. Now, who is on a path right now that may intersect with yours? Are you ready to look for beautiful gates in your life, in your workplace, across East London, wherever God leads you? Can you believe for that? Believe that God wants to use you to give you fuel to encounter that? God gives us fuel for encounter. Through power, Uh, in the Holy Spirit and by faith in Jesus' name, we are called with Jesus to seek and save the lost. Now, I I want to finish by by telling you a story. Some years ago, I was on a road trip with my friend. Actually, he'd just become a Christian, which is a whole amazing other thing, privilege that happened in my life. And this this trip that we were on was a, a way of marking that. Anyway, we were driving along this country road uh, near the north coast of Devon, and there was a man with his thumb out. Uh, Me and my mate looked at each other, and we decided we would stop 
uh, and see if we could help that man. So the man got in, he needed a lift somewhere, and he told us where he needed to go. And we began uh, driving. Now we asked him questions about like, who he was and uh, you know, if he needed anything or, or, or all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, but I kept on feeling like we were supposed to pray for him. Now it was because I, I'd reached a place in, in my faith where, where I, I, really, like, I'd, I really believed you know, that when Jesus sent out the disciples in the 72, uh, when, what I read in Acts, you know, that was supposed to happen today as well. But did I for prayer straight away? No, I was petrified. What, what if he kicked off in the car? Uh, you know, I was driving, I was supposed to be responsible. Uh, what if he thought I was mad? <laughs> you know, what if the prayer didn't work? Uh, all of these things like went through my head. And then I was thinking, well, I, I kind of have to do this because, you know, my friend has just become a Christian and I need to model to him uh, what it means to be like faithful uh, to the prompts of the Holy Spirit but oh my word I was trying to quench what God was wanting me to do you can see what was going on I, you know I was I was afraid and hesitant well we, we pulled up outside the man's house and before I could even overthink anymore my friend says to him can I pray for you uh, immediately you know uh, I just felt really humbled. And when I looked at the man, I could see that tear was already like in his eye. Yeah, so we prayed for him and uh, got to bless him. And he experienced God's presence then. Now fear can be one of the biggest barriers to entering into the beautiful gates with Jesus and the lost. Yeah, often it's not the person we meet who has a problem with faith, it's us. We have to ask, what does it look like for me to be available for God for the sake of others? We need Jesus to help work through our issues, our issues of availability, like which are barriers because of time or fear. You know, amazingly, I love this, like in Acts 4, uh, because this incident of healing kind of uh, like escalates for Peter and John in different ways that you can go on and read this week. But it says this from verse 13. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, so this was the kind of ruling authorities, the temple authorities, and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished. And they recognised that they, these men, had been with Jesus. You know, this is it. I, I want people to recognise that I have been with Jesus. I want to be available to God's encounter that brings freedom to people who, who might not otherwise be found or freed. I, I don't want time or fear to, to rule my life, but I want to be fueled by faith that, that my brokenness will not have the last word, but that the name of Jesus will. Now, I think this is it. But we just need to allow ourselves to realise that, that we can be the people who are recognised because we've spent time with Jesus. And God can do amazing things with that. And he can fuel you for encounter that will not only change another person's life, but may change your life too.
that God cares as much about you as he does about them. And he is always trying uh, to lead us in these paths for his name's sake. So today, now please get prayer if you want more today. If you, if you need more, if you have a problem with fear or, or something, just like click on a link, uh, on the link so you can get prayer today. Uh, or, or call a friend or, or speak to your spouse or your, or your housemate. Please do something with this. Consider this so that you might go further in your walk with Jesus. And, and if you've never met Jesus before, then, uh, then I, I just invite you now, ask Jesus to come and make his home with you today. Spend more time being with Jesus and get ready. Get ready for the beautiful gates he wants to take you through.